we bless the name of the Lord for his wonderful grace we are able to speak the word of life word of light the word of grace word of truth this is the freedom streams program i want to welcome you from wherever you are able to listen from those that are always sharing visiting again and again may the lord bless you we do love you and because we see your daily visits oh it motivates us to speak the more it motivates us to uh, minister to you on a daily basis uh, one of our podcast uh, platform always we have hundreds of visits daily and this is not something that we do take for granted just respect the grace of God that is given unto you to follow us only I request you to keep on sharing invite a brother help someone let us preach and teach this gospel together I am Pastor Dennis and I am coming from Freedom Experience Ministry Freedom Experience Ministry we simply one thing learn to experience Christ then afterwards we dispense him to the nations we dispense him to the nations to the believers their enjoyment so I want to continue from where I stopped the other time this is our episode 68 this wonderful teaching series about God is eternal economy the New Testament plan of God We have talked about this in several several episodes. And we shall continue with our 68th episode and we are talking about God and his work in the new dispensation, in the new divine arrangement, in his administrative arrangement in the New Testament. We have seen that so far we have seen the works of God and we are going to continue because they are over 42. That means we are still going on by the grace of God. So, we come to the 31st work in the New Testament. Praise the name of Jesus. The work that is disciplining the believers. Disciplining the believers. Now, referring to Hebrews, the Hebrew believers, they suffered Persecution. But when you come to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 5 to 11, it begin to consider the persecution as God the Father's discipline of the believers who are God's genuine ones, God's genuine sons. So the Bible says in verses 7 that it says, Whom the Lord loves. He disciplines and he scourges every son whom he receives. So, verse 6 says, And all the believers, as God's sons, have become partakers of the Father's discipline. And verse 8 says, Praise the name of Jesus. So, you see that it charges that we are sons of God, we do not make light of God's discipline. Verse 5 has said that. But rather respect the Father as a discipliner and, and be much in subjection to Him who is the Father of our spirits. That we may live. That is verse 9. 
the Father disciplines us for our profit that we might partake of his holiness. That is verse 10. So, we see that the discipline here which is the very characteristic of his holy nature. God takes us into such a discipline. When you read Hebrews chapter 12 from verse 5 to 11, you see the way he does it. Although I've read for you not in order of the scriptures, because I wanted to align them you to see something. I've begun with verse 7 that uh, God as uh, considers the persecution as God the Father's discipline or the believers who are God's genuine son. That is verse 7. And verse 7 says that whom the Lord loves, disciplines, scourges every son whom he receives. Praise the name of Jesus. So, we have read these verses. Verse 7, verse 6, then verse 8, then verse 5, then verse 9, verse 10. Is the name of Jesus. We we have realigned them for you to, to, to see the picture. So this is what I'm saying that this is God our Father's fine work in dealing with us as his sons. His work of making us holy is related to the Spirit's transformation work that is mentioned in the book of Second Corinthians chapter three verses eight eighteen. Praise the name of Jesus. Bible reveals something, but we with all, uh, but we all with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, we are changed into the same image, glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So the Spirit transforms our, us in His work. Which is carried out through that divine dispensing inwardly and the environmental dealings outwardly. God takes us, brings us into certain conditions, certain environments whereby outwardly we are disciplined and inwardly there is God increasing to dispensing, dispense himself into us. Hebrews chapter 12 goes on to tell us that indeed all discipline for the present, sorry, indeed, all discipline that is Hebrews 12, verses 11. Indeed, all discipline for the present does not seem to be a matter of joy but of grief, but afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been exercised by it. Hebrews 12, verse 11. So, God is discipline not only makes us to partake of his holiness, but it also yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness. This is the fruit of righteousness. When you read in Isaiah 32, verse 17. So, holiness, holiness refers to the inward nature, whereas, uh, whereas righteousness refers to the outward nature. So that is to make us right outwardly, you see, both with God and man. We are supposed to be righteous. That is, in such a situation of righteousness, we may enjoy peace as a sweet fruit, a peaceable fruit of righteousness. 
Whereas inside there is holiness, outward and outside there is righteousness. Inward nature is supposed to be holy, outward nature is supposed to be righteousness. We shall proceed to the second, the third second work of God, which is causing all things to work together for good to those who love God and who are called according to the purpose of God. This is another work that God is working in us in his New Testament. Romans chapter 8 verse 28 says, We know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to the purpose. Now, when you go back in the Greek rendering, the word all things refers to all matter, all persons, and all things. God the Father is sovereign and he arranges everything. There's nothing that comes our way as an accident. All things are arranged. All matters are arranged and all persons are arranged. He knows what we need. He is sovereign. And in his sovereignty, he cares and he causes all things causes all matters and he causes all persons to work together for good. Those who love him who have been called by him to the end that he may fulfill his purpose. God has determined our destiny. He has determined our destiny beforehand. And this destiny cannot be fulfilled without that divine arrangement it causes all things to work together for us so God because he has determined our destiny before even we are created everything that comes our way comes to fulfill and to, uh, to, to make things to work together with a good because we are in our destiny our destiny is to be conformed the image of the firstborn son of God. That is our destiny. And God is going to cause all matters, cause all things, and all persons to work out towards that. Whether they have done you bad, or wrong, or good, it is going to work for the good. This is what Romans 8.29 is referring to. We are not yet fully in the image of the firstborn son of God. But God, the Father, is causing all things around us work together for good. That is purpose of having many son, sons conformed to the image of the firstborn son may be fulfilled. He's going to use all matters, all things, and even all persons. Remember, Judah... Judas was one of the old persons that were around Jesus Christ. Even as we have our Judas and they are the old person that God might use. God's intention is to bring us into full sonship. So we need to grow. We need to grow. No doubt growth comes from inward nourishment because without inward nourishment we cannot grow. But this nourishment needs the coordination of the outward environment. Whereas God is inside us, 
dispensing himself into, into us, feeding us inward, needs the coordination of the outward environment. Some of you that until God changes your environment, you will not grow however much he wants you to grow. So, we see that here there is a need of God's sovereignty to arrange our environment. Some people wonder why. Why the situation? Why? Why me? God arranges the environment according to his sovereignty. And he knows that everything will work out for the good. All things may work together our good according to his purpose. Glory to God. So this is one of God's work. Another work is our 30, our work 33. The 33rd work is that God works in answering the believer's prayer. He answers the believer's prayers. This is one of his work. I'm going to read some verses because I have uh, a few things to speak about this. This one we know. When we say God answers our prayer. John chapter 16. In chapter 16 verses 23 the Bible says, And in that day you shall ask me nothing. Very, very, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will do it. Matthew chapter 6 verses 6. Bible says that but you when you pray enter into your closet and when the, you have shut thy door pray to your father which is in secret and your father which sees in secret shall reward you openly and we come to the book of Luke chapter 18 Jesus is giving us an illustration that is the name of Jesus he says in verses Luke 18 verses uh, seven and read verses seven. The Bible says, And shall not God avenge his own elect, where which cry day and night unto him, though him he, he bear along with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith on the earth? Praise the name of Jesus. Now, when we come to the book of James also, chapter 5, we see that uh, James talks about the prayer in verses 14 up to 16. He says that, Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up if he hath committed sins they shall be forgiven him then he says in verse 16 confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much and uh, when we come to Philippians chapter 4 verses 6 to 7 Bible says that be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests made known unto God the God of peace which passes all understanding and the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ in Revelation chapter 6 verses 
N and 11. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm reading you these verses to show you that God is still at work in answering our prayers. The Bible says in Revelation 6.10, And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, as you uh, not judge, do not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on earth. Verse 11 says, And white robes were given unto every one of them. And it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. So, when you add on Revelation chapter 8 verse 3 to 5, it reads that another angel came and stood at the altar having a golden censer and there was given unto him much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. And the angel took the censer and filled it with the fire of the altar and cast it into the earth. And there were voices and thunderings and lightnings and earthquake. So these scriptures that I've read for you, they indicate strongly that God answers believers prayers it doesn't matter how long God answers prayer answering a prayer involves a lot of doings in God's work for our good so sometimes when you see him delaying he's doing something for your own good and in his doings he's going to answer a prayer so therefore it is also an item of God's work in the New Testament economy praise the name of Jesus now we, co- we continue to 34 a work of God which is crushing Satan under the believer's feet. So in his work he continues to do the work of crushing Satan. The Bible says in Romans 16 verse 20 the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet shortly. Now this is a promise that indicates that God is working is working to crush our enemy Satan under our feet so though this is something negative it is still an item of God's work for us in this new dispensation every day God is working crushing Satan under our feet shortly so uh, this is going to be accomplished also it is still in his work in the new dispensation of the accomplishment of his eternal plan he may have complete money, a complete manifestation of his eternal expression. So he's going to continue to crush Satan under our feet shortly. Another work is work 35 is building the new Jerusalem. God is building the new Jerusalem. When we come to Hebrews chapter 11, verses 10, it tells us that God is the architect and the maker of the holy city, the new Jerusalem. When you read Hebrews chapter 12, when you read Hebrews chapter 12 verses 22, Bible says that 
But ye are come unto Mount Zion, and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an immunerable company of angels. When you add on Revelation chapter 21, verses 2, the Bible says that, And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God, out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Now, this indicates that God is the builder of the New Jerusalem. This building work of God began in perfecting the Old Testament saints, beginning with the patriarchs, those of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Joseph. Began with the patriarchs in the old dispensation. It still continues more intensively in the producing the matured believers in the new dispensation. Today is producing the matured believers. And the entire Bible is full of a record of God's work in building the new Jerusalem. See, He's building the new Jerusalem from when you see from Genesis to Revelation. He is building something. He wants to build the new Jerusalem as his complete manifestation, his full expression in eternity. And throughout all the dispensations in the old creation, the dispensation of the patriarchs, the dispensation of the law, the dispensation of grace, the dispensation of the kingdom, the new Jerusalem is a composition of all the perfected saints of the Old Testament and all the matured believers of the New Testament. And this is the greatest among the works of God for the accomplishment of His eternal plan, His eternal economy, for the great part of which is being carried out in the New Testament dispensation. One of the things that God is doing greatly in this New Testament is that He is maturing us. He is building the New Jerusalem. Remember, before the building of the New Jerusalem is accomplished, we as the building materials need to be perfected, need to be uh, made precious stones. So he is in the new dispensation, is maturing the believers. The things we go through, the fires, the trials, the troubles, and even the good and the bad, all things, they end up maturing us. They work out for the good. And when the, the believers of the New Testament are matured, they are able to be the building materials. Whatever happened to the Old Testament believers was that God perfected them. He worked upon them. In the Old Testament, He perfected the saints there by the things they went through and by those things that he did in and through them. So this is one of the greatest work of God to build the new Jerusalem. So we shall proceed with chapter 6 that is work that is what is doing in the new Jerusalem. That is to give Christ giving Christ revelation of the things to come concerning the church Israel and the world we see that in God's work he went on to give Christ he goes on to give Christ the revelation of the things to come 
concerning the church, Israel, and the world. Revelation chapter 1, verses 1, speaks of the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave to him to show to his slaves, servants, what must swiftly take place. Now, as a conclusion of the divine revelation in the Holy Scripture, God gave Christ this last revelation concerning the three categories of people in the universe, the church, Israel, and the world. The church is under the heavenly Christ's discipline and perfection today that it may, it may, it may usher in the kingdom of God and of Christ and be consummated in the new Jerusalem for God's expression in eternity. So God gave Christ a certain revelation concerning the church. And we have seen that the church is from now and even from, Christ, from the day Christ went back, the church has been under the heavenly Christ's discipline and perfection. Because it's supposed to usher in the kingdom of God and of Christ that is going to result and to end in the new Jerusalem. So Israel is another uh, another divine revelation that Christ received concerning uh, Israel. It is under as a nation of Israel is under God's sovereign care that it might also be consummated in the new Jerusalem for God's eternal manifestation. There you find that Israel is not all not all Israel is saved. Israelites are not saved. Most of them are not, but God is caring about them. They are under God's care. About the world, the world is absolutely under God's judgment that it may be brought to its ultimate destiny, the eternal perdition in the lake of fire. When I talk about the world, I talk about the fallen world, the satanic system, and those that are unbelievers are going to be God is judging them and is going to, is preparing their eternal perdition in the lake of fire so when you look unto this I want to stop here we will continue next time but I wanted to show you that God is still at work though we have been seeing uh, more of the work that is doing we have seen that uh, we saw that God is disciplining the believers. We saw also that God is causing all things to work together for good to those who love God and, and who are called according to the purpose. And we have seen also that God is continuing his work of answering believers' prayers. And also we have seen that God goes on to crush Satan under the believers' feet. And another work we have seen lastly, and second lastly is that building the new Jerusalem. God is the builder of the new Jerusalem. Lastly we have seen God is working in giving Christ a revelation of the things to come concerning new Jerusalem, concerning the church, concerning Israel and concerning the world. These are all God's work in the New Testament. We shall continue with the uh, last five works. Um, I know the Lord, they are, they are about 
uh, six works that we are remaining with before we finish off in the name of Jesus. And I want to encourage you to finish with us as we are winding out, winding up this uh, first season of this series. God bless you. This is Pastor Dennis, but of Life from Freedom Experience Ministry. Continue to listen and bless others also. The body of Christ might be and may be built in the name of Jesus.